Hi there. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. I'm your host, Jasmine Star, and I am so happy you're here. Today, we're going to be discussing one of my favorite topics, customer service. Now, here's one thing you might not know. I was a manager at Nordstrom. And one thing that I learned very early in my professional career was what customer service meant. Nordstrom had a training for managers that didn't span an hour or two. It spanned days. How does one create epic customer service? And it literally transformed the way I see everything. I go to a hotel, I look at customer service. I go to airlines, I look at customer service. I go to the grocery store, I look at customer service because customer service is literally the linchpin that holds a business together. And I'm like, oh, okay. So here's one thing that's interesting. According to research done by Salesforce, 89% of consumers are more likely to make another purchase after a positive customer service experience. 89%. So this is why when people are like, oh, hey, like the best customer you will ever have is a customer who's already bought from you. Like who's more likely to buy from you? Somebody who's already bought from you. And customer service really helps tie that together. Now you might be hearing this and be like, customer service, but that's me. Oh, I'm the CEO. I'm customer service. I'm marketing. I'm shipping. I know, I know. But the way that you create your system and the way that you show up, if and when your business grows to the place where you can bring somebody in, you've actually created the system and you've talked to them about your standard for customer service. And this just goes to show that customer service is one of the most important parts of business. It keeps people raving fans. It helps them coming back. It encourages them to tell their friends about your business. Okay. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a little flash fire top three tips for providing exceptional quality service to keep your customers coming back for more. I started this approach when I was a solopreneur. I was a photographer working with my clients and then I expanded my offerings into, I sold a a large scale magazine, that customer service went. I had a digital store for photographers. That was where customer service went. I started creating courses and I expanded. And so there was thousands of people who were investing in courses. And so our customer service had to expand. So I've learned a lot of different mechanisms, three tips that are going to really set the foundation as you grow. Tip number one, have save replies. Do you write the exact same email over and over again to every single client or customer? Okay, big, big, big X. Like, let's stop doing that. It is not just time consuming, but it also means that every time a customer or client reaches out to you with a question, they might not receive a response in a timely manner while they wait for you to type out the answer. And answering questions as quickly as possible is the best ways to provide customer service and build trust with your clients. So my first tip for providing exceptional customer service is to have saved replies to ensure that you reply as quickly as possible. So when I was a photographer, I started realizing that my clients, they were brides, were asking the same questions. And so then I just sat one day and I wrote down like the top 25 email templates for the questions that I was commonly asked. And I was able to respond so quickly, like within a 24 hour time frame. I mean, oftentimes I was replying the same day because all I had to do was copy and paste. It was already built into Gmail. And I'm like, okay, I would add their name. I would maybe change their date or their venue and then email it. And they were always so blown away. And these responses were so thorough and they were so robust that my clients were like, whoa, this is incredible. I have no more questions. Perfect. Now, I know in the beginning, it's going to take some time and effort to think through all of the potential questions that you're going to receive. And the beauty about this is if you set some time aside, you just write them one time. And then responding is a breeze after that. So the social creator team literally has hundreds of save replies so that whenever somebody reaches out, we can respond with, you know, oftentimes less than an hour during normal business hours, which is pretty dang 
incredible. Um, when you're thinking about saved replies, when you get to a stage in your business, this is one thing as a solopreneur, I was making save replies in response to emails I was getting. So it was almost like I was waiting for people to, to, to ask the questions. But now we're at a state in our business to where we're like, if we make an offer, we are able to think, what do we suspect they will ask? And so now what we do is we create email templates in advance of a large launcher promotion. Ah, game changer. Tip number two, regularly ask for feedback. So how do we create better customer service? Well, we need to know places that we're doing well and places that we could do better. So we send surveys to our users with questions that guide them to give the kind of testimonial like we want to share. And it's not just for testimonials. Oftentimes the testimonials will come, but we start with questions like, how did you feel about social media before using Social Curator? That's one question. And you could literally take this question and like, how did you feel before booking me as your photographer? Or how did you feel before you had a website designed by our agency? Whatever it may be. And then another survey question is, how did you feel about it after? Now I give space for people to share specific results with the suggestion of, oh, engagement numbers, follower count, customer increase, things like that. What I want to do is give people the ability to fill in the gaps of things I might not know. What are the results that they got? I even have a question that says, what would you tell someone considering joining Social Curator? And so then I can share their advice on social media posts, blog posts, newsletters. What I'm essentially doing is hearing from the user from their perspective, what makes it good. And this is as a business owner, this is what you want. You want to hear from your customers and clients, how they are using what you provide and the results they got. Now, here's the cool thing. Once I get the surveys back, this is what the team and I will do. We actually create our own testimonials from their language. And then we share them on social media with your permission. Because oftentimes people are not uh, writing in like, before your business, I felt X. After your business, I felt Y. Here are all the results. Equals Z. Amazing. Very few people will do that. But when you have a survey that guides somebody through, you can get their responses, synthesize for it and be like, hey, did I hear this correctly? That you were feeling tired, stressed and overwhelmed. And then afterwards, you had a clear plan. You built it into your structure and schedule and you're getting more business as a result. And people are like, yeah, absolutely. Then we say, can we share this on social media and tag you? (laughs) I'm like, and oftentimes they're like, yes. Now the key is using their language and asking their permission. And like, we believe, (laughs) we believe this is a win-win. Not only are you going to get feedback about your product or service so you can improve your business and ensure your clients and customers feel seen and heard, but you can also use them as testimonials. Now I'm going to walk you through an example of what this could look like. Let's say we had one of our users Uh, fill out a survey and she answered the question, how did you feel about social media before using social curator? And her words were lost and overwhelmed. And I just went through this, but I want to break it down because I want you doing this in your business as well. Then for the question, how did you feel using social media after social curator? She responded with excited and proud. So finally, when she answered our question, do you have any specific results you can share? She responded, I gained 12 new followers and one new customer from Instagram alone within the first month of joining social curator. Now, I would then take the words that she shared with us and then we turn it into a social media post, aka a story. So it sounds something like this. Before Social Curator, Chanel was feeling lost and overwhelmed at the prospect of using social media for her business. But only one month after joining, those feelings turned into excitement and pride when she gained 12 new followers and a new customer from Instagram alone. Boom, right there, right there is her words put into a social media caption that ends up being a testimonial, but also a really effective marketing piece. So 
These surveys help us create stories about users and potential customers that they can really relate to. Now, if you want to see these stories in action, like if you would like to see an exact example of how it's going down, including Chanel's story, you can head over to Social Curators Instagram account at Social Curators. Now, you're going to see how we showcase testimonials. Now, testimonials are one of seven posts that we incorporate on our feed consistently. And the reason why we can leverage that type is because we're intentionally sending surveys. Now, whenever I talk about surveys and testimonials, I always get DMs of people being like, okay, but how do I create a survey? And what do I do if no one responds to my quest to fill out the survey? Okay, so if you're stuck on how to create a survey, I suggest using Google Forms. They're free and they're easy to use. And I also recommend keeping your surveys short. Just ask a few questions so it doesn't feel overwhelming for your client or customer to complete it. Now, Maybe you're saying, Jasmine, I know how to create a survey, but I don't know how to get people to actually answer them. Okay, so in that case, here's what I would do. Think about ways to incentivize them to fill it out. So the fact of the matter is people don't want to do extra work, but if you give them a reason to, like receiving a coupon, a gift card, or percentage off their next purchase after completing it, maybe they'll make time. Now, you could even do a giveaway to incentivize people. If they fill out a survey by a certain day, they could be entered to win something like more of a product or service or perhaps a consultation. The idea is you have to give people a reason why. And what I will do is go into our private community and I will actually say, I am looking to talk to social curator users. Nobody wants to hop on the call with me for like 20 minutes for kicks and giggles. I'm saying that the value add is that if we get the opportunity to chat about ways to make social curator, and all I want to do is I want to listen to users and say, what is missing? And if I could create anything that would make your life easier, what would it be? And I'm ju- I just want to listen. And then when I say the value add is the time that you spend with me is time that is going to be invested in making this product and offer even better, everything you need. That's the value add. And so when we dive into customer service, one of the things that unknowingly happened when I started meeting with our users was that people felt like they were heard, like their responses to a survey or a phone call or consultation really mattered. And it's had a profound impact, impact, (laughs) a profound impact. See, like where's my wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Okay, let's get into tip number three, and that's to always make it right. So When you're in business, it is inevitable that at some point or another, you're going to have an unhappy customer. Now, I know your product or service, I know your business is the best, okay? But sometimes, despite our best efforts, something goes wrong. And that is all part of the game. It is normal for things to go wrong. Now, there are four steps to dealing with unhappy customers, which is what I'm going to outline right now. But these, I want to just start by saying, these are what we have experienced and what we used. We have made plenty of mistakes in the past. The goal here is not to beat ourselves up for what we did. It's to promise ourselves that we have changed and we'll get better in the future. So When you have an unhappy customer, the first thing to do is just make them feel heard. Like a lot of times people really just want to complain. Like they really just want to say, I need you to know how hard this is, how upset I am, how difficult you made it. Now they get angrier when you actually don't validate their feelings. Listen intently and reply by, you know, saying like, I I completely understand. We immediately say, we're sorry. We understand how frustrating this is. We are so sorry you're experiencing this. Like number one. 
Number two, the next thing is after you've listened to their problem, thank them. Thank them for doing a service. They might be so angry and say stuff about your mama and your dog and your baby and you just say, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing for this company. I appreciate you reaching out so we can correct the issue. Because at the end of the day, let's be real, they are doing a service for your company. They're pointing out something that if not them, somebody else is gonna see. They're saving you time and energy. So you need to know if there are any issues. And if those people had not been angry and not reached out or disappointed, you might not have known. So they're helping. Little mindset flip. Third, ask them what you could do to rectify the situation. Now, oftentimes, like we're quick to jump to the conclusion that an unhappy customer wants a refund or a return, right? Like, like what do we need to do? What do we, like, it actually, people will tell you what you want and oftentimes it takes a different shape. Many times if you've done like the first two steps, make them feel heard and thank them for making you aware of the situation, sometimes that's all they wanted. They just wanted to know that they matter, that they're seen and that we're gonna change. And we better change. Now, sometimes being aware of the problem is enough for them to say, I'm a watch. I'm a watch and see what you do. So not everyone wants to make a big deal out of an issue. So then when you ask them what you could do, it puts them in a place of power and it puts you in a place to rectify it. Now, finally, the fourth step is to thank them again. We believe in like double thinking. So you want to thank them again and then follow through with what you promised. That's just it. If they did ask for a refund, then you give it to them. If they requested a replacement product, then you send it. If they didn't ask for either of those things, perhaps you give them like another benefit, like a, a coupon or a discount code, something to surprise and delight and just they thank you. Now, if it was a really bad situation, you might want to consider sending something a little extra, perhaps a, a gift, flowers, an edible arrangement, whatever. It, and it could be a little extra, but it really is a great way to provide quality customer service and then limit the chances of receiving a bad review on a public platform or re- like reducing the chances of people mostly just feeling so upset that somebody didn't take the time to actually care about their feedback. So, As we close out this episode, I want to tell you that I know you're here because you want to get your hands dirty. Like, listen, nobody turns on a customer service podcast and, you know, if they're not willing to do the work, that's just it. Like, it's just not it. But I'm happy you and I are geeking out about customer service. Customer service is a game changer. And I know that you want to do the best you can for your clients. And I know you want to serve them well so you can get more customers for your business. Exceptional quality service is a key tenant to making sales in your business. And if your goal is to make sales like it is mine and like how we empower other business owners to make sales in their business, I am actually also teaching a free upcoming class called How to Create an Instagram Sales Machine. In it, you're going to learn how to get sales pouring in from Instagram with my five-part framework. And now that you have a good customer service structure and system set up, you're going to be ready for all those sales to roll in. Yes. You can register now at jasminestar.com forward slash sell. I will see you there live. <laughs>